It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, Headspacers? It's that time again, your favorite time on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Those that are listening in to our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube, welcome. We brought we try to broadcast uh, every Saturday when possible at 11 a.m. We're back in Eastern Standard Time, Christy, back in Eastern Standard Time. We're and, here. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a few moments because I, I listen, it. This I'll talk about in a few moments, but we just want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you are all the true heroes. My mama is on, so we can get started. Good morning, mama. Love you. Good morning, mama Dorsey. Great shout out to all of you who tune in on our podcast. As, as soon as we finish uh, broadcasting live, we also make sure we put it on uh, most uh, outlets for broadcast via podcast. And so thank you all for tuning in with us. We got to give a big shout out to our family at Elevation Global Media. Thank you so much, the mothership. They're actually having it. Those of you who are in Baltimore, um, in the Baltimore area, they are actually having a holiday uh, fest today, actually, at 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock in uh, Towson um, at their headquarters. And so um, you definitely, if you're available, make sure you check that out. I'm hoping that I can slide by there, but I'm not sure that I'll be able to because, Christy, I am booked. I but, am booked, and that's, that's a good, a good thing. thing. Yeah, a good thing, but I, am, <laughs> a brother, is booked, booked and busy, booked and busy. Chrissy, how are you? You doing all right? I'm doing all right, Mike. I'm doing all right. Just um, counting down to Thanksgiving, getting a little break, you know, from work and figuring out this whole cooking thing. I have decided I'm going to cook. I was okay. considering considering not cooking, but I, I'm going to go ahead okay. and do that. So I'm getting my menu together are you hosting the people for the holiday or are you just uh yeah just, just a small y'all? you know just very intimate very you know immediate family just gonna keep it nice and tight nice keep it nice and tight mm-hmm. like that bun on you? your head nice and tight like that <laughs> not that bun on your head nice and tight <laughs> how about you what are your plans we are going to ohio we always go to ohio oh okay that's where the Miz is. That's where her family is. And so uh, we're going out there. We we always head out there. It's, it always works out great. We get out there, um, hang out with the fam, and then I get to preach at, um, I can't call it my home church, but my Ohio church. Yes. I always get to preach that Sunday. And then we have lunch and then drive on back and get back on Mondays in time to start the next week. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of our plan. So we'll be heading out to Ohio. Very nice. Sounds fun. Woo! All right, so we got a lot to do today. Got a lot to do today. Got a lot to do today. We just might as well start. We'll be starting with Christy. You the biggest, we'll the elephant, or if you aren't into elephants and you're more into donkeys in the room. <laughs> what you did there? I like what you did there. I like that. We got to talk about the midterm election results. Oh my gosh, petty or, politics. Woo. Or lack of results, however you want to look at it. Listen. Listen, we're hanging in the balance, brother. We are literally hanging in the balance. Like, you know, here's here's the thing: the red wave was wasn't even a was it a? It was a spotting. (laughs) 
it was a spotting. You know, it definitely the seas were calm. They were, and and I will say, I mean, it's it was pretty historic what happened. I mean, eighty years of midterm elections, and it's always shifted very uh, convincingly toward the other side. Who you know, the whoever's not in, mm-hmm. not the president, the the party that's not the president, mm-hmm. executive branch, mm-hmm. then it shifts to the other side, and it it didn't shift as convincingly as we thought. I actually, let me not say we thought, you know, I, I learned from, uh, the, the, the Bush election, never to listen to the pundits. Yeah. After After that election, I was like, I don't care what they say. It's not, nothing matters until the final vote is counted. Absolutely. Day or five five days later, or ten days later, or you have a runoff like in Georgia. But you know, it, it it doesn't count until it's all done because all the pundits they think they 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 think they have these hypotheses, but they don't know what the everyday person is going to do. And so it's it's amazing, it's historic that it happened that way. The rules have changed. I think the rules have changed. I think that um. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of issues here. And I think the country is speaking. The country is speaking. And to be honest with you, Christy, I'm gonna be honest. I I'm encouraged. Um, I'm encouraged. I, I was concerned for a little bit. I was really concerned. Um, I mean, I, I I do think it is discouraging that we are really divided as much as we are. Um, but I, I was I, I was a little more first of all, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, and I can say this now and, you know, I may lose, I may lose supporters and that's fine. Like, because I get it. If, if you, if you're going to leave me because I feel this way, but I am glad that people, that the, the R's are moving away from, they're trying to move away from Donald Trump. Um, I just, I think it's, I think it's very dangerous. The amount of influence that he has on our country. And I said it, I said it, I think it's very I just think it's dangerous. It, I agree, it, but in that in that same thought, while we are clearly a divided nation, it is dangerous also to have one party in power. True, very true. In in all three, you know, you you very can't. True. That's not that's not. That's, that's true. Not a, I don't think that's a dangerous place. You know, to have one power, one party to have all the power. Uh, we've seen that. that in the past, and we've seen the 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 consequences of that. And I don't think yeah. I think there needs to be a balance of power, and uh, and we need to have checks and balances and all of that. So, I while I am discouraged that we are divided, I'm encouraged that people don't seem to be as rubber stamped voters as we used to be. Yeah. and I think that's that's important. That's yeah. important. But let's let's talk about what's going on. So. The the Senate is um we're down to what two uh, one race well two races two Nevada and Georgia Nevada and Georgia we know Arizona went blue um last night officially went to Kelly um and so we're waiting between Arizona Arizona is like a hair it's like a hair it's like a point it's like what is it like eight hundred and some votes difference between the two candidates. You're talking about for um, the governor? And um, no, oh, is that the governor or is that the Senate yes, race? The governor right now, the governor, the governor. Hobbs and, and Carrie Lake. That's that what is I'm the, about. That is a, well, and, and Hobbs does have a lead and um, a slight lead, but Carrie Lake, remember, she was the one that was the 
anchor woman and mm -hmm. she's real yeah election night but no nevada is the one that keeps fluctuating with the senate um mm -hmm. that's also pretty tricky too and i guess apparently yeah it goes back to what you said earlier about how the pundits they just don't know mm -hmm. and the dynamics of how voting has happened now because what they're saying is you know it used to be early votes you could count on it being more leaning more democrat Day of vote, you could count on a leaning more Republican. But now out there, you had the mail-in vote on the day of, and so they're like, they don't, they can't really predict how that's going to shift. You know, right. it's just there's a whole lot, and you're so you're so right. We just have to sit the way. You know what I find fascinating though? Before we even talk about Georgia, what I do find fascinating. Somebody pointed this out. Um, I was I was at a training earlier this week, and somebody said that we can do our banking from our phones. Like our banking, like we can move millions of dollars mm -hmm. from our phones. Why is it that we can't vote more simplistically? Like, yeah. and then here's the other thing: Florida. Talk, say what you want to say about Florida. We knew instantly. Like we knew. What are they doing? That's that's. They got their issues. They got the drama, but Florida, we knew instantly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. I do find it fascinating that why is this in such a technologically advanced country? We seem to be going backwards. Like we're waiting months to find out answers to election. I just, I just, I don't know. Point, point is valid. And, and, and on that note, Georgia, right? I got Georgia, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. We'll be waiting until December to, to find out who's going to win that race. And, I mean, once again, they're back in the spotlight. Two years ago, the same thing. Same thing. Same Two thing. black men, though, are running for the Senate in what used to be the 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 Confederate the hub of the Confederacy. Let yeah, that that's sink in. Pretty fascinating. So, and, and so Stacey Abrams did not win, right? No. She did not win. She did not. But you know what's fascinating to me? And and I and, and somebody told me this years ago. They said, you know, it, it doesn't always look the way you think it should look. But the impact is all it, it can be there. And mm -hmm. the impact of Stacey, Stacey Abrams, there's so many people who felt disenfranchised, who feel disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we it's been proven. This is not this is not just conjecture. It was proven that um, there was some inequity when it came to voting in places like Georgia, in the deep south. Let's keep mm -hmm. it real. Mm -hmm. um, we have we have we have proof to show that voting laws were systemically made to prevent um, certain uh, populations and certain voices from having a um, having an impact on um, who runs different parts of government. And um, she made a big impact. The fact that the studies are showing now that these these monumental wins of the Democratic Party, particularly, are happening on the backs of Black and Brown voters. That's very. I mean, that's. That's powerful. That's huge. Um, that is very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we need to. I think we need to start leveraging that. If, if I we need agree. to start leveraging that, we need to start leveraging that, um, and see what some of these conversations look like. Because um, look, that's how it's working. Speaking of which, history was made here in Maryland. Yes, local and national news. Local and national. Maryland West has its Moore, first governor elect Wes Moore. Yes, first African American governor. 
in Maryland, the third in the country. Yes, that is amazing and so sad at the same time. Uh, before I even go to that, Tanil asked, but do you think that is why she lost? Well, I don't know that that Georgia was ready for a female governor, let alone a black female governor. I just I don't I don't think they were ready for that. Um, I don't think they were quite ready for that, um, which is fascinating to me. Um, I, I'm sure she's upset quite a few people to I think that I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Christy? Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. they're, they're not ready. They're not ready. It, it will get yeah. there. And, you know, yeah. you got to water. The sun got to shine. Yeah. You know, and the, yeah. Harvest will, the harvest will reap. But I, I'm And what I love about her, though, is that she's going to do everything she can to get um, Senator, because he, he is a sitting senator, by the way, Senator yes. Warnock, um, to keep his seat. She's going to do everything in her power to um, to do that and make sure it's kept legal. So, but let's get back to Westmore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How, how about that? And, you know, and let's talk about this civility. So say what you want to say about our governor, current governor, Larry Hogan. I will tell you, and, and I happen to work in his administration, and I'm not just saying this to say this. Um, yeah, he, I don't agree with all. Who agrees with everything, right? Who agrees mm -hmm. with everything? I do what I'm supposed to do as a part of my position. So I want to make sure that's very clear. Right. So if y'all want to get sound bites, y'all get I. I, and I'm very, there are things that I will not say out loud because that's not my responsibility. But what I did appreciate was how he handled the um, the press conference. Mm -hmm. If anybody didn't get a chance to see it, class act, Governor Hogan, class act. Absolutely. Um, well, let me just, really let me say this. I, and I think I've said this on this program before. I'm a, I'm a Hogan fan. Yeah. Again, yeah. I agree with everything. Sure. I, and like you said, I'm not going to agree with everything Westmore does. Obama, right, I didn't agree with everything Obama did. That's right. Um, but I, I am that. I'm gonna tell you something. And I said this. Uh, on a, I posted this under somebody's cat. You know, somebody posted something about Hogan and how they were really proud of how he handled everything. And yeah. I'm like, listen, if he ran, if Hogan ran for president, I might be. I won't be mad. Him. It depends on who he was running against. Sure, but you know, I'm not mad at Hogan. I appreciate yeah. what he did for the state overall. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's been nicknamed some things. Lockdown Logan Hogan. I happen to think he kind of handled that relatively well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I I'm going to go back to this though because this is the the main event. We have this historic moment. Um, clearly, you know, he said we're not on the same. You know, we have different philosophies about things. But one of the things he said was he says I'm convinced that. Westmore really truly cares about the citizens of the, of the state of Maryland mm -hmm. and wants to see Maryland be better. And you can't argue with that. And look, so he's, and he said, look, and I'm a witness. I know already there's things that I have to do as part of my job to make sure the transition does occur smoothly so that when he takes office the third Wednesday in January, um, um, everything is, is, is as seamless as possible. So congratulations, Governor-elect uh, Westmore. I'm excited about working with you and seeing what you do for our state. Yay. Yay. My son my son is growing up in a state where he can see himself being the governor of the United States, of a, of a state. Beautiful thing. President, he, I mean, basically, our sons, our sons, Christy. Yeah. Our sons can can see have seen themselves. There's a picture. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post when he came to our church and he yeah. um he shook Mike's hand and he like talked to Mike mm -hmm. and I'm going to get that thing framed and put that up for my son to look at um, all the time because I want him to, I want him to see that. And so anyway, 
Sounds All right. Good. Let's go ahead and pay a bill. Let's go ahead and pay a bill. And uh, we'll see y'all in a little bit. We got a special treat for you all after my heads up. So stay tuned. <laughs> 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit him up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So recently, um, I have been, I think I've told you all that I've been going through this, this journey in my 40s. Like it's, um, I'm going to tell you something. This has been truly an experience. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. My 20s were my 20s, right? 20s, you just, you, I, I kind of was just, just out of college, just young and dumb. I had my mind set on what life was supposed to be like in my 30s. And to be honest with you, I have to tell you that of all the decades, 30s was probably my hardest decade. 30s was when I grew up. 30s was when I really became, I don't want to say I became a man, but that's the best I could describe it, where I actually got to see what life really is and started realizing that I needed to make a decision about what I wanted the future of my life to look like. And towards the end of my 30s, of course, got married and and we started a family and that sort of thing and, and things did get better. But 30s was rough. Now that I'm in my 40s and getting settled in, mean, I'm 44 now, going to be 45 in April. I am, y'all, it's it's a whole different ballgame. And one of the areas that I've really, really struggled in, and this may come as a shock to y'all because I know for many of you, you know me as this very confident person. You know me as this person who um, just seems to really seem like I have it all together. I really struggle with self-confidence. I don't think you all, I don't think, and this is me having a transparent moment with you all, that I, um, when I ask people questions about something like, for instance, when I give a speech, when I give it after the show, uh, when I do training, I'll ask somebody and they'll say, you know, I ask, what, you know, did I do okay? And they're like, oh my gosh, you did great. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm not saying it because I really want you to pump my head up. Like, I really am saying it because for whatever reason, I really struggle in that area of self-confidence. I don't know if it was uh, maybe some key people in my life. They gave me some feedback about something that really kind of just discouraged me. Um, But whatever it is, it's an area that I'm really trying to grow in um, in this season of my life. And it's starting to happen. And um what I've recognized, and the Lord has really been working with me on this, and it goes back to Psalm 139, 14. David said, Lord, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that really encourages me because what that shows me is that I am enough. I am enough. Um, and I want that to encourage you all um, because of the fact that God knew you before he even knew the earth before he even knew the stars that are shining and have been shining for millions and billions of years, before he knew how many blades of grass there were going to be on the land, before he knew what was going to happen 10,000 years from now, he knew you. And when you even think about the fact of how man became a man, God said, I want there to be man. He came down and scooped up the dirt and he blew his breath into that man and he handcrafted man. Right. He handcrafted Adam 
And it goes to show that each and every one of us have been handcrafted by him. Um, and we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We are enough in him. I am enough in him. And there are times where uh, the devil will try to throw at me uh, these pieces to make me think I'm not good enough, that um, I don't have the talent, I don't have the ability, I don't have the potential to do these things. And it's in those times where I have to really fully lean in to what I know about the Lord. For me, I encourage that for you. Lean into what you already know. And it's not about leaning into your own understanding, right? It's not about your understanding because when we try to think about it from our point of view, it's not going to make sense because we're, we're not that way because we need God to help us with that. But once you lean into him and understand that everything that he does is perfect. Here's the thing. We're doing this. Uh, my, my bishop is really spending some time talking about spiritual gifts. And um, over the last couple of years, I've had the opportunity to really kind of study spiritual gifts. And one of the things that um, we know about spiritual gifts is that, first of all, God has given each and every one of us gifts and abilities. And here's why. He gave them to us because he wanted us to be able to make an impact on the kingdom. So these gifts and abilities that he's given us, he's given to us with the, the purpose of giving to the kingdom to grow his kingdom, right? Um, and so a lot of times how that shows up is our local church. Um, our local church is our opportunity to give to the kingdom. And so um, for us, that we, we're a part of a local ministry. Uh, we're not supposed to just sit on a pew every Sunday and call it a day. We're not even just supposed to pay our tithes. What we're actually supposed to do is, yes, contribute to the finances of the ministry, I mean, as a member, but also we're supposed to contribute to the outreach of the ministry. Whatever your spiritual gift is, you're supposed to be giving it to that. Did you know that when you study spiritual gifts, that when you really get into it, God has allocated certain gifts to certain um, areas of the kingdom to be used. And so he's actually put you in as a resource so that it can be used. He, he's already allocated you, your gift that he's given you. Think about what I just said there. Think about what I just said there. He specifically gave you something because he wants you to go and use it to build the kingdom and make it better. And, and, and if you weren't enough, you wouldn't be able to do that. Think about that. If you weren't enough, you wouldn't be able to do that. So when Satan tries to throw that up against you, I want you to be encouraged and know, guess what? You are enough. You are enough in him. And with that, that's my heads up. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. So I am excited. Uh, we actually have a special treat in the studio uh, today. Uh, so a little backstory, how I really got into professional speaking, believe it or not, it started um, with, uh, I think I've told you all, there was a, a woman by the name of Lily Brown. She was a member of my church. And uh, she, when I was in middle school, I want to say the seventh grade, she came to one of our, um, it was called Word of Life. It was like our youth Bible study. And uh, she came and showed a video of this national competition sponsored by the NAACP. 
uh, and it was called AXO, Afro-Academic Cultural, Technological, and Scientific Olympics. And it was uh, founded by Vernon Jarrett. Uh, he was actually a, um, in um, Chicago, and he just had this vision of bringing together high school scholars. We celebrate athletes, right, at the Olympics. And he was like, what if we had something called the Olympics of the mind? And so he was very monumental um, in bringing together what was called AXO. And it was like a, it was everything showcasing arts, the sciences. Um, I mean, it's really expanded. And I think I told you all this last year, I actually kind of got to have my AXO experience a little different. I was actually a judge in the original essay category at the national competition. And um, so through that, I actually competed in oratory all four years of my a high school career. I got third place in Baltimore my first year, but then I got gold um, my my sophomore through uh, senior year. I didn't quite didn't quite get any medals um, in the national level, but I did get to represent Baltimore um, at the national level. And the rest is history, right? I get the I literally get paid to do that. So um, anyway, it is my honor and my privilege to introduce. Uh, one of my young sisters in the <laughs> AXO community. Uh, she represented Baltimore. When did you represent Baltimore, Aaliyah? Aaliyah this was in 2012. 2012. Mm -hmm. She actually represented Baltimore at the uh, AXO competition um, in Houston, Texas. Um, um, and uh, matter of fact, we have a, a mutual, uh, one of our like mentors, both of us, Annette Haynes. <laughs> hey, Annette, good to see there you. you. Right Reminding us culinary. We actually have culinary as a huge, um, a huge um, competition as a part of the AXO, and it's tagged on with as a part of the NAACP convention. Uh, it just fit, it fits well with that. Um, and so, actually, when the NAACP convention meets, it um, when the NAACP convention meets before it even starts, AXO is the thing, mm -hmm. and uh, high school students from literally all over the country come together. Um, to compete. And I mean, these are brilliant. I mean, these students are brilliant. And um, Annette said already, uh, um, Aaliyah, you represented Baltimore well. I'm sure you did. What category were you in when you uh, competed in AXO? I was in the dance category. Dance category. That's right. Yeah. What, do you remember the name of the song that you competed with? Ooh. Oh my gosh. I feel like it might have been, for some reason, living on a prayer, like some type of like, um, version that had a bunch of an uh, orchestra version or something like that <laughs> okay 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 all right well i'm not gonna ask too many more questions about that because i don't want to date you because you know we, we're trying to we, we don't want to do that even though i didn't gave my age out all in this but look <laughs> i am so tickled that tickle black that you were able to to come on and be a part of headspace with dr mike Aaliyah's so here's the thing. You competed in AXO. You graduated Baltimore School for the Arts, mm -hmm. right? So Baltimore School for the Arts, which is one of the magnet schools here in the Baltimore um, Baltimore area, Baltimore City. Mm -hmm. Of course, a Baltimore County, um, County School um, alum. But you, Baltimore City, Baltimore School of the Arts, which is known all over the place. A lot of big, big time folk come out of Baltimore School for the Arts. What are you doing now? Like, what, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> all that um currently i am on the broadway musical the nat first national tour of tina the tina turner musical i need you to stop real quick <laughs> y'all listen to what she just said she is on the first national tour of mm -hmm. tina the tina turner musical 
Isn't that something? <laughs> Amazing. Wow, Leah, that is incredible. Congratulations. Now, is this your you. first professional show or um, have you done anything else before this? Um, this is actually my first national tour. Um, I've and worked on cruise ships um, since 2017, previously before this. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. So, okay, so this is, I did not know this. So this, <laughs> this is, this is fascinating. How does that work? So have you ever been on the ship? And like you were expected to do what you're going to do, and then y'all hit like turbulent waters. Like, Woo! has that ever happened? <laughs> Numerous times. It's been times we're on stage doing lifts, and then the ship could just tilt a little bit, and then we're on one side of the stage, then the other side of the stage. Yeah, that is an often thing. Yep. Wow. Yep. That is exciting. Wow. So you are on the national tour of the. What is. Well, what role do you play in that, first of all? Um, I'm one of the Iquettes in the musical. So back in the day, Tina and um, Ike Turner had uh, backup singers and dancers who were the Iquettes, probably about yep. three or four women. So I'm one mm -hmm. of the women in that, in that entourage. In, in so the you get to do the dude. Yeah. Yep. We do Proud Mary in the show too. It's actually one of the, um, the highlights of the show. Uh, at the end of the show, there's like this big, huge concert that the girl that plays Tina comes out and sings and she does Proud Mary at the end. And it's all the female ensemble dancers and we're doing all the iconic moves. She has the iconic hair and the look. It is like a straight up concert. <laughs> Can I just testify? I had the the, the pleasure of this past spring. I saw it on Broadway and it was excellent so when mm -hmm. i heard that you were part of the show i was like wow like that's awesome it, it was phenomenal and that last scene mm -hmm. it's i can't even express i wouldn't even just I'm go jealous, see it. just I, go I see it, it. Well, I, <laughs> I mean i was everybody starts dancing in the in the entire uh theater yep. <laughs> wow wow so you, okay so you're in buffalo now yeah. So those of you in Buffalo, get your tickets if you can. <laughs> I don't know if it's sold out or not in Buffalo. But you're coming to Baltimore when? Um, I'll be in Baltimore uh, November 15th to the 20th. So on this Tuesday coming up. Tuesday coming up, you're going to be at the Hippodrome. Yep, right at the Hippodrome. Oh. Yep. Oh, I bet it's going to be a treat. Oh, my. <laughs> wow, Aaliyah. Well, you know, I am just so excited um, about that. Um, so... Talk to us a little bit about any if there there's a there's a young girl in high school, young boy in high school, who is saying, you know, I think I want to do that one day. When you were in high school, did you see yourself doing this? Like, did did you see it even happening? Um, when I was in high school, I definitely saw myself continuing to dance. Um, I don't even know if I would have had the aspect of going into musical musical theater realm. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to do like modern, like be an Alvin Ailey, do that realm. Um, and then I just met so many people. I went to Towson University. So going there after high school, I met so many people and alumni who just not only did concert dance or just did ballet, did modern. They branched out and did other realms of dance as well. And um, I just realized that I wanted to be versatile in what I did. So just being like, yeah, I can do modern, I can do ballet, I can do tap, but like all those elements can be formed into doing a musical as well. Wow. Annette says, um, thank you, Annette. Thank you. Annette says she's beyond proud of both all. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. We really appreciate that and all the support that you've given through the years. And mm -hmm. she has her tickets, so she will be there. She so, already told me she got her tickets. <laughs> I bet she did. I bet she did. 
Let me tell you something. Annette, let me tell you something. Annette is probably one of the best cheerleaders ever for anybody. When mm-hmm. she really buys into what you do, um, and I, and I, and I, I want to be that person. I want to be one of those people that just, you know, the way I can um, give back is to support that. And so, Annette, we just want to acknowledge you. Thank you so much for the love and support that you give us. Absolutely. Christy, did you have a question you wanted to ask um, um, Aaliyah? I, I didn't want to step all over you because I've just been talking and talking. I can do that all day. Oh. No, I just wanted to enjoy the conversation and just chime in about, you know, my experience of seeing Tina Mason in the background. I'm excited to have you a part of the show today. And just knowing that I experienced the the um, the, the show, Tina, over the spring. So I know what energy it brings. So just awesome. glad it's here in Baltimore that uh, my fellow Baltimoreans will get a chance to experience it. That's right. That's right. So, Aaliyah, before we let you go, what what piece of advice would you offer to someone who's just talking about pursuing their dream, really thinking about pursuing their dream or anything like that? What what are some pieces of advice you, you would offer? Um, just to keep going. Um, this this is not a easy, <laughs> easy job. The, the things that we do are not easy. And there'll be moments where even I said to myself, I'm, I think I'm done. I, I don't think it's, it's for me. And then God just is like, nope, not yet. Here's a door opening. Nope, not yet. Here you go. And it can, mm. it can, it can get very, very hard. Um, mm. there, like I said, there's moments where I just been like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I am. But just being persistent, being consistent, being constant um, has definitely been a blessing for me as far as just keeping going. Aaliyah, that's great. And you're so right. Um, God has a way of doing that, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Just, when you, just when you think, just when you think um, you, you, you aren't going to make it anymore, he just gives you that extra little push yep. to remind you of, of where you're supposed to go and, and what he told you. So uh, that's definitely encouraging. Thank you so much, sweetheart, for hanging out with us. Hopefully you'll be able to join us again. Um, one of um, our listeners wants to know, um, are you ever going to come? Are you? Are is your team going to Denver, or have you been to Denver already? We are not going to Denver. I wish we were. Um, we're staying in the East Coast up until maybe Christmas, and then after Christmas, we're down south, and then after that, we're all on the West Coast. But we're not hitting Denver this go around. We're not hitting Texas, which I wish. Um, sure. Leg of the tour, we're not. Yep. Okay, so this leg of the tour, you're not. But you know, check it out and see where they may be, and maybe they'll be close to you, Kevin. Um, and then also keep it on the lookout for the next thing. So, Aaliyah, please keep in touch. Let us know how things go. Of I'll be checking in on you. Uh, now that I have your your text, I'll just text us to make sure that you're you're doing all right. But you'll be home, so you already <laughs> go to get your crab cake, your chicken box, yep. all that fun yep. stuff. Already you know on my list. <laughs> you won't recognize uh, Lexington Market. It's a new Lexington Market now. I know. I heard. And a lot of people in my cast have done tours and stuff. And they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go to Lexington Market. I said they have changed it completely. So what you saw Lexington, Lexington Market back then is something completely different. <laughs> yep. They've rebuilt it. So, yep. well, Aaliyah Caldwell, thank you so much for hanging out. Y'all in Baltimore or anywhere that their tour goes, check out Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Look at one of the iCats and you will see we'll see Aaliyah. Thank you so much, Aaliyah. We'll talk to you soon. Be blessed. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Let's take a break. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. 
Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. What a treat that was. Yes, it was. What a treat that was. Wow. It it was a treat on so many levels. Um, But yeah, that was a treat. Anyway. All right. All right. All right. So check out uh, Tina, the Tina Turner musical experience. So what's next? What what else we got? Where, where are we going from here? Well, I guess, you know, we're talking about entertainment and all of that. We might as well go ahead right on and talk about Wakanda. Wakanda yeah, so... Let me just say, I have a bone to pick with you, Mike. Because, you know, good and well, your responsibility was to have watched this before today's show so that we could have a full conversation about it. Not a spoiler. Right. Nice and conversation. Going, uh, so Rob and I went to see it um, Thursday night. And, and before you even before, because you know my my fans are ruthless, and so I want to make sure they understand. I am my out flight for Wakanda lands at seven o'clock today. <laughs> you know I have other responsibilities. Um, you know, and just we could not get it together to be able to go for opening. Um, so you know. We did. We weren't able to do it, but um, we are flying into Wakanda tonight at seven. Um, Finally, so, <laughs> she <act> like, <laughs> she, she acting like this right now. There'll be times I want to talk about something that she hasn't watched it yet. Because you know, we're not gonna talk about. I know. I know it's not on the same scale, but you know, I want to talk about Big Brother, the finale, but I couldn't because she hadn't watched it because she was behind because she was vacationing somewhere. <laughs> You're so, Come on, but go ahead. You and Rob went and did. Yes, so we went in our in our white, you know, because that is the official funeral or homegoing homegoing. uh, color. That's the yes, that's the homegoing color. So you you are to wear white. So we wore our white to to the services for King T'Challa, and it was excellent. It was excellent. I um I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's like two hours and forty minutes long, uh, and it doesn't feel. That long, okay. That's um, good to know. So, so that's it's, that's a good thing. I didn't feel like it really slowed down much at any point. Uh, it's very very layered. The costuming, the wardrobe. I'm excited about that. Woo! I just wanted to snatch the stuff off of the actors. They they looked regal, and it it was well. It was well done. It was well done. There are some some shocking moments <laughs> in it, and I will give you this. Please, whatever you do, stay until the lights to the theater come up. Okay. Do not leave when it looks like it's over. Okay. Because what did my Brown Clark say? It ain't over until Gus. <laughs> yep, it ain't over. So there's um there's something you want you would want to see. You got definitely want to see toward the end. Okay. Um, but it it was it was phenomenal. I'm looking forward to having this conversation next week when you've seen it, Mike, and we can talk about yes. it in a little bit more detail, but not give anything away. Yes, yes, yes. We're definitely going to do. I'm so ex- I am I am excited about it. I think we talked about this before. I did discuss this with my leadership students on Thursday that um it's more than just a movie. Um, hey, yeah. you know, we were led to believe. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I remember growing up and um. And maybe it was it was me. I just remember I didn't really 
the idea of Africa wasn't exciting. Like it didn't, it never got presented as this place that I wanted to go to. And I remember my first trip to Africa I was like, well, this is nothing like, mm-hmm. now there's pieces of it. That's what I imagine, but you know, it is, I think that's anywhere. But the other part of it was um, Africa is, is the most, has the most natural resources of any part of the world. Mm-hmm. And there is a reason why it was colonized. Um, like it was and there was a reason why um the inhabitants of that land did not get the best end of the deal um and did not get the support to to fully develop themselves and i love how for me based off of the little the limited piece of what i know that what that the whole concept of black panther really does put back into our minds of what it could be yeah um, what, it, what it potentially could be and I love that. I, I love that that idea. Um, I love that idea. So anyway. And, and also the beauty of it in this particular film is how, uh, and, and I know we discussed this in in our previous shows, but how, you know, um, Hispanic Americans, Hispanics period, not just Americans, Hispanic Americans, but the Hispanic culture has been uh, weaved into the story and um, I mean, phenomenal job, phenomenal job. The, the way they introduce, I'm just gonna say this, the way they introduce the Hispanic culture in this movie, that first scene, oh my goodness. I can't Listen, wait. Hold on. I can't wait. Mike, I'm gonna need you to text me when you, cause I, I know it's gonna be later. But you text me when y'all get out the movie, and I will just give me a one-liner of your thoughts. I will. I, I'm, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I um Ryan Coogler is a bad dude. Ryan Coogler is a bad dude, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, and I'm putting this out. In the, I'm putting this out there. I want him on our show. We're gonna have to figure out how to get Ryan Coogler on our show. He's a Amen. bad dude, and I, I, I. I like. He's just a bad dude. So I have no doubt. I hear. Uh, yeah. Anyway. If you haven't gotten your tickets to Wakanda, make sure you do. I cannot wait. I got my bags already packed. We have our wife. My sister-in-law actually makes shirts. And so we actually have some design shirts uh, for us um, so that we can uh, make sure we travel to Wakanda in style. And so we will be at the Fune. We will be at the Fune. So. <laughs> You'll be at the Fune. <laughs> oh, Enjoy. you know what? Talking about Rich. Talking about Rich. They didn't call out numbers. I, I think they got it wrong. I want to redo. Yeah, I do too. I want, I want I, to re- yeah. recount. I, I want to redo. <laughs> I want to. They, they, something ain't right. And do you know? I want to recount. Here, here's thing that really got me, Mike. So after I figured out, okay, I'm not going to be a billionaire. This is not the Lord's will for me right now. Right. Um, then my mom calls me, right? And she says, um, so did y'all... I know y'all didn't hit the, the billion dollar one. Did y'all hit the million dollar that was in Catonsville? So somebody in Catonsville got the million dollar prize. Yes, they did. I know, Mason. And it, and, I, and I'm calling Rob like, well, where did you get the ticket from? Are you sure? So one person got a million dollars right here, not too far from me in Catonsville. I was like, I, I could have been okay with that, Lord. That would have been all right for me. I told suppose that. I said, I said, now the billion... The the if I have won the jackpot, the two bill what is it two billion two billion, it two billion? 
And so when you take it home, because I would have done the cash option. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even want to do that. I ain't gonna just give me the cash option. That was almost a billion dollars. I would I told him I said, Yeah, I'm quitting my job. Like that, that's that's quitting. Like that's not that's not even a question. Why yeah. would he not? But- right, that's my question. But the million dollars, I probably would stay working for a little bit. For a little bit. I may be a little yeah, a million dollars is not a lot. It's a million dollars is not a lifetime type of exactly. money, but yeah. it does give you some a lot of uh gap and room to to take some time off and figure out some other things you might want to do or how you might want to use that right. money to make more money. Exactly. So exactly. I think I still yeah. would have been like, you know what? I guess I, yeah, I, don't, know, I, don't, know million, I don't know if a million I would have. I, I think I think I don't know. But one thing is for certain, I did tell the Lord he can trust me with it. Yeah, amen. Lord, you can trust me with it. <laughs> let me let me prove. Let me prove it, Lord. No, Lord, I just want I just want to show you. I, I know you know everything, but I just want to make sure, just to reinforce, you can trust me with it. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's go ahead and, and, and pay a bill. All right. Well, we can't pay that bill. Focused on photo, versed in video. For any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. All right. So speaking of winning millions. Looks like Biden's student loan forgiveness is really on hold for right now. Because I was going to use that that Powerball ticket to pay that off. I was going to do it. <laughs> I was going to do my part. <laughs> I was going to do my part. Yeah, it's, it's on hold. They're not even accepting any more applications. They're not accepting because... any more applications. I mean, this one's on hold, hold. Like the court in Texas mm-hmm. said it was illegal. Yeah. And get this, the plaintiffs. Talk about it, Mike. The plaintiffs came through an organization. And I got I, I knew this answer and I had it on a post-it note. And I can't find the post-it note. But the dude that started the organization is pretty controversial. But the two main plaintiffs in this case, one of them doesn't even quali- didn't didn't even qualify, doesn't have any federal loans. And the second one, get this, Christy. The second one was going to get the ten thousand dollars, but one going to get the twenty thousand because they didn't have a fel- a, pedal- a Pell Grant. The ultimate haters. haters. Let me tell you something. The haters are the best haters. Listen, they hating real good, right? <laughs> haters going hate. Haters are the best haters. <laughs> Y'all, haters are look. Can nobody hate better than a hater? <laughs> Listen, they, 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 that's the ultimate hate right there. I, I mean, come on. But you know what, Christy? Here's my thing. So I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real. I'm just going to keep it real. Congress can get this done now because they have the majority right now. The, the, the new thing won't happen until January, I think. So. Facts. They could actually, if they really cared, they could do this. So clearly, I don't think Congress really wants to see this happen. So I need y'all to pay attention to that. 
right? I need y'all to pay attention to that. And mm-hmm. when I talk about we can start leveraging our voice, right? Um, so Congress could pass it. They could codify it. They could. But they're not. So but will they? There's that. So now it has to go through the appeal process. We shall see. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. Don't get your um, hopes up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm y'all. Just you say, I'm sorry. You were breaking up a little bit. What'd you say, Mike? I said when the um when the when the what's it called? The um when the payments have to restart again in January, just go ahead and start just sending your payments in. And see how the Lord will bless you. <laughs> you just need to start doing. I, I think it's going to be a lot of people in default. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. I'm doing what I got to do so I can make sure I'm, I'm public service. So I'm trying to get 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 every all the the moment the payments in that I need so I can get the PSLF because um, my brother got a yes. lot to pay back. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. Uh, <laughs> Say what you said during the production meeting about Elon Musk. What did Elon Musk do, Christy? Oh, the oh yeah, Elon Musk. He he's sending the Twitter people back to the office. The Twitterins. The Twitterins. The Twitterins. They got to go back, Mike. Elon, let me tell you something about him. He is like, hey, listen, I'm in the building, and I'm coming in hot. <laughs> He's sending all the Twitterins back. They cannot work from home anymore, Mike. The chief twit then sent all the Twitterins back into the office. Indeed. Listen, when I heard, if I worked for Twitter, and I'm sure before Elon Musk, it probably was a pretty cush job, and you know all of that. But but when I when I heard about you know him taking over and buying it, I would have had to find me a new job. Oh There's yeah, no I you know he's going to be bringing the shenanigans. Yeah, there's a whole lot of mess. And apparently, stuff is starting to come out that he ain't all above board like we were led to believe. Like, there's a whole lot of smoke and mirrors going on with this stuff. Well, I have a friend. I have a friend who has a has one of those Teslas. And mm-hmm. he ended up having to sell it. He was like, it's just, it's not, it's not worth it on the other, on the other end of it. It's not, yeah. it, it's not worth it on the other end. On the front end of it, it's like, oh, great. I don't have to do any type of maintenance, blah, blah, blah. But then when it is time to do maintenance, it's it's beyond having to do maintenance on a luxury car. Because, you know, I hit yeah. a lot of people Mercedes and the Lexus and all that stuff. But then when you got to go get a routine oil change and it costs an arm and two legs to get it. I've heard horror stories about mm-hmm. about the, you know, the Teslas. So, yeah. And if it's a cloud, I even heard, like, if, you, if it's a cloudy day or something, like the the stuff don't work, and Ooh. if it don't charge the right way, it leaves you stranded. And if you, you know, you driving through rural America and there's no charging station, then you like when it's time to charge, you got to sit for like two hours to get it charged. I, I don't know. Is it's, it that long? I mean, it depends. If if, the, if if you don't get a Tesla charger, mm. it's like it's like have you ever charged your phone and you have your fast charger, yeah. and so it, it does it like in, in an hour. But then, mm-hmm. or forty minutes. But then, when you put in a, like another type of charger, it takes like three hours. Like my car does that; <laughs> yeah. it like takes forever to charge the phone. I think it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. 
And then I the mean, charge don't point stay. Taken. Yeah, I heard the, the wheels are like worth a whole lot of money. Anyway, I'm not trying to discourage anybody from getting a Tesla. All I'm trying to say is, from what I understand, he ain't necessarily the most savvy with business. But isn't that how it always works out? When you have these businesses that are driven by a personality, you start finding mm. out. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Twitter, Twitterans, I'll be praying for y'all. Yes. Return to the office. Um, Pray your strength. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so another issue that we have going on is we got to pray for our children. Um, in Baltimore, and I, I'm hearing this is around the country, more and more handguns are being found in the schools. The kids yeah, are going to school um, with handguns. Very concerning. See, this is what this is to me. I remember when we first went into the pandemic, and one of the first things I mentioned was that at least if the I know Mason is terrible, at least if the students are home, we don't have to worry about school shootings and you know all of that. We don't have to worry about that. And and unfortunately, you know, students are just it's not good. It's yes, not I, good. because you know I would never forget. My growing up, we have family prayer before we left. And, um, you know, it used to be kind of, I don't want to call it inconvenient, but it was just one of the things like, oh, we got to go pray again. Because, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. But, you know, I am convinced that the danger seen and unseen, part of that happened because we prayed, my parents prayed over us before we went to school. Like, I even think back to, remember when oh, man. Them fire, we kept having those fires, <laughs> those fires in our school. And I remember, I think it was one time, I think, were we in the same class when uh, we actually walked out because we thought it was another fire drill? And all of a sudden, there really was smoke in the hallway. <laughs> really was smoke in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was an interesting time. <laughs> that was that was that was it. And then when we fought, Christy. Well, I didn't fight, but when there were fights, there were there were weapons. You, I mean, there was weave on the floor. You know that that would happen. You know, a hair would get pulled out. You know, I mean, they were they were scuffles. You know, they were they were. You used your fists. You you slap people like you you didn't bring weapons. Like to me, you know, the fight it was one of those things that you had. You knew you had to live after the fight, right? You may be suspended, but you were alive, you know? You got your frustration out. But it's like, these kids, they're going for broke. It's like, I'm just going to end yes. your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. That about. Well, we know. It's, it's like, so, are we just that so deprived at this point that that's where we've come to? Is that mm-hmm. our children don't feel as if there's any anything worth living for? Or allowing others to live for something? Annette it's said, a sad situation. It's sad. Behavioral mental health issues on the rise. They are. Um, they are. I I I mean, I, I do you think the well, we had some of this stuff happening before the pandemic, but do you think the pandemic kind of made it even worse? Oh, absolutely, because they were, you know, isolated and they didn't, yeah, of course, all of that has an impact. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 unfortunately, it seems that it may have gotten worse. I'm not convinced. I mean, I think that the discipline in the homes is is one thing. I, I do agree with that. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you though. Um, I think it's a combination of things too. 
um, the types of shows that our kids are watching, um, the type of video games they're playing. Like, there's almost a piece of me that wonders if subconsciously, if subconsciously, you know, they just don't think it's that bad. Like, I mean, I wonder even if you ask some of them, do they think that the people are going to come back to life after they get shot? Like the video games do. And I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I wonder if that's, I don't know. I, I, I would, I need to, we need to bring up, we need to bring one of our child psychologists back on and kind of talk to us a little bit about this. Cause I, I do want to, I want to learn more and I want to figure out how I can support. Um, because it's just hard. It's, it's hard to, it's just hard to, to really understand um, what, what, the, what the Lord is trying to say to us in this. And, um, Anyway, nonetheless, we will we will continue to pray for our our our, our children, and let's yes, go ahead indeed. and take our final break as we close out. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Well, it's almost that time. I want to end on a positive note. Um, We got to end on a positive note. Um, You got something positive for us, Christy? Um, Let me think. I'm going to end how we started. Thanksgiving is two weeks away. Thanksgiving. What is what is the one thing that you're looking forward to eating as a part of your Thanksgiving meal? Oh, uh, ooh, that's hard. My mom and I know everybody's not a fan of this, but my mom makes the best sauerkraut. You like sauerkraut? I love sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut, and that mixed with the mashed potatoes and gravy, some turkey, a little bit of sweet potatoes. Some greens on the side. It's, it's the whole combination for me. I'm just- you know I, I think I'm looking forward to some greens, some good greens. You know what I like with greens? Mm-hmm. So, woman out in Ohio at our, our church, old church in Ohio, who she makes it with some jalapenos in it. So I call them mean greens. Oh my, okay. They have a kick to them, Christy. When I tell you they have a kick to them, it's like you bite them. It's like, mm, and all of a sudden, whoa. Yeah. I, I like spicy. Yeah, she put some jalapenos in. That's the trick. Some jalapeno. Put the jalapeno juices in it too. Ooh. Let me tell you some some red, a little bit of crushed red pepper flakes. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, and you know, I I like turkey. Um, I don't I don't want a lot of it. Like, and after mm-hmm. a, a couple of plates of the turkey, like a couple of days of turkey, I'm done with it. You're good. And then yeah. I want a little bit of turkey for Christmas, and then after that, I don't need any turkey again until maybe Easter. Um, <laughs> but. I, I'm looking forward to some turkey. Um, you know what? And this may be a little sacrilegious right now, and don't and don't don't judge me. Don't judge me. But I may be over macaroni and cheese. No. And on that note, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure working with you, Dr. Mike. I think this is going to be my last Saturday with Headspace with Dr. Mike because you have <laughs> You know what? I said that mess to my son, and he looked at me like he was about to disown me. He was about to read. He was about to re 
name himself to something else. Right. Like I can no longer be Michael Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> in show, Mike. In the show. In people pray for me. <laughs> we gonna we're gonna go before the throne on your behalf. We, you need a lot. You need to lay prostrate. David Johnson's asked for a jalapeno greens recipe. You know, we're going to try to see what I can do about that. But y'all are praying for me. And you know what? I know that once I get some on my plate, I'm going to be just fine. I just think that I just think that I'm kind of, I don't know. You know what? It may just be a little Mike, phase I'm in. But on that note. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. We will see y'all next week as we really talk about Thanksgiving next week. But um, thank you all. I wish you all the best that God has for you. Love you. And peace. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.